welcome to the podcast, The Common Bridge with Richard Helpy. Rich is a successful entrepreneur in the technology, health, and finance space. He and his wife, Leslie, are also philanthropists with interest in civic and artistic endeavors, but with a primary focus on medically and educationally underserved children. My name is Brian Kruger, and from time to time, I'll be the moderator and host of this podcast. Rich, welcome back to The Common Bridge, and like we did uh, a week or so ago, um, this really isn't The Common Bridge. I'm going to ask you for an opinion, and it's an opinion that our listeners like, because that last episode that wasn't The Common Bridge spiked in our ratings. So I fooled you again. Tell me about what happened last week in U.S. politics. That was an amazing week. Yeah, I, I think the whole impeachment episode uh, really calls out how disconnected our federal politicians are from what really makes a difference to the citizens of the United States. Um, and frankly, I think they're aided and abetted and fueled uh, by a media complex that needs uh, 24 by 7 I don't know, hysteria, uh, but they want to continually report an outrage, a threat, whatever, and keep people on this kind of agitated st state. Um, we spoke months ago, this is now February, and, you know, September, October, said, look, yeah, they're going to find a way to impeach the president, and when they do, he's going to be acquitted in the Senate, and for all the noise, for all of the hundreds of hours of uh, electronic reporting and for all of the print that's gone out and for all the vitriol and for all the argument, look where we are today. We had a president impeached and we had a president acquitted. Um, and we're going to keep getting that as long as we keep consuming it. And this division of us versus them um, was really brought home when they brought out the testimony of senators during the Clinton impeachment, what they were saying then. And now that the shoe was on the other foot, they're saying 180 degrees opposite. It's like they forgot that they were being taped or something, or they just were... It's so arrogant, they just don't care. Mm -hmm. I think you can find that on both sides, though, too, right? Oh, absolutely. This is a universal issue. Um, and it's the way that we've allowed the conduct to occur. Um, and again, I don't claim to be a historian, so you know, maybe somebody might come along and say, gosh, you know, this happened in 1812, and you know, this was a, there was a parallel there. Uh, but I know that the pace of our world is changing, uh, that we do need to have good government and we need to have reasonable people doing reasonable things on behalf of the citizenry. And they're not, they're spending all this time battling each other. Um, and it's just nonsense. Mm -hmm. Hey, well, well, let me, let me prompt you with this then. Uh, there are a lot of people that say last week was the best week that uh, Trump and the Republicans have had during his presidency. I'm going to ask you to be devil's advocate on here. And what do you think went bad for them last week? 
<laughs> Trump opened his mouth after oh, the acquittal. Man. I mean, well, you, put, you put it the best this morning. What did you say? He can't hurt. He, 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 he snatched defeat from the jaws of victory. And he does that all the time. Right? Uh, and and <laughs> look, there, there are a limited number of explanations for that behavior. Um, two of them uh, are that this is very crafty, always staying ahead of the news cycle. That would be eight one or the massive personal issues, and they're just manifesting. Um, in any case, they're uncalled for, and what it's done is it's masked the really positive things that have been done about the economy. Uh, and we've just been talking about trade. It seems to be universally accepted that the, what the guy's done with trade has been just top notch. Well, not only has it been top notch, but if you, you know, and I don't know that people understand this, but the speakers I'm bringing on are not uh, from the Republican side of the aisle necessarily. <laughs> At <all>. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it may get them offline and they, they hate's a pretty strong word, but uh, they <laughs> loathe the guy, uh, the, the president. And, um, but they're like, yeah, the trade thing was long overdue um, and that they weren't good agreements uh, that we had prior. And that when you hear the theme, yep, this is good for America and American workers, mm-hmm. um, which, you, you know, if I'm the Democrat today, I, I think a suicide mission is to try to convince Americans that they're not doing well. You're right. It, it, well, you had mentioned that earlier too. So yeah. that, you know, their their plan should be okay. We've got that. We're gonna we're not gonna touch what's going on now. Here's what we're going to improve on, which I think is an uphill battle anyway. Yeah. Well, but but the thing is, you, it, it it's you're going into um, Donald Trump's wheelhouse, mm-hmm. and and then they think they're going to attack him. It that's not the way to win if you're looking at this politically against this president. Um, the notion that you're going to drag out a 70-something-year-old career politician uh, with a lot of baggage who has decades-long history of making really stupid statements, racially tinged remarks, who has boundary issues with women, and a Ukrainian corruption problem, and that's your answer, seriously? Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, I, I think there are some uh, bright stars. I, I, I think today there are actually three Democrat candidates that could beat Donald Trump. Expound on that for me. Okay, so um, I don't think any of this will be a surprise. And, and by the way, I, I really like Tulsi Gabbard. I really like John Hickenlooper when they were in the game. Um, well, you thought Hickenlooper, that, that was a shame. You think that uh, Gabbert could be around for a while. It's just a little early for her. I think that was one of your early. Or or it's or her political career is over. I mean, it could be that, too. But, yeah, um, if she turns out to be a Russian spy. Yeah, which I, right. It's, it's, it's unusual that Hillary, if you, you don't toe the line for Hillary Clinton, you're a Russian agent, although we now know from the Inspector General's report and other sources that 100% of the Russian disinformation brought into the 2016 campaign was bought and paid for by Hillary Clinton. I mean, it's just... <laughs> well, that's another thing. Yeah, Let's it's, talk about your three Democrats. Okay, all right, so, okay, so um, Pete Buttigieg, all right, is um, really, really wicked smart. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't seem to take the bait 
um, if someone attacks him or if someone asks him a loaded question. Um, I mean, he just comes across as a real thoughtful guy with uh, Midwest sensibilities. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a good friend who says he won't vote for anyone uh, older than himself. And I'm like, and I'm, I'm a month younger than he is. So I said, okay, good. That leaves me and Pete Buttigieg <laughs> in the hunt so far. Uh, but I think, I think Buttigieg running a, uh, a campaign of, uh, of measured response, uh, intellectual depth, uh, and the great uh, military background oh, that he's absolutely. got. Yeah, yeah. Um, that this is a guy, America could say, you know, I- I'm tired of the Trump show. Um, maybe this will be a relief. And of course, you know, obviously, you know, has he had a big enough job before? Uh, you know, well, and we see that with with Obama. That doesn't seem to hold him back. And in different jobs, of course, with um, with Trump. But do you think that Buttigieg is um, is capped? Uh, you know, the, that that issue in the room that people don't want to talk about is the Afri- African American voter, the male African American voter, is going to have a real hard time with homosexuality. It seems to it, it's come across in all the polls, and that doesn't seem to be a problem. Not necessarily with the African American female population; it's just the male population, um, and, and and it has roots in Southern Baptist religion and, and such. Uh, do you think he can go? He can win as a Democrat and not be able to pull that vote? Well, I think it's absurd that the sex lives of politicians is even uh, an issue. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, if you go back to John Kennedy's dalliances, and you know, did Eisenhower have a mistress? And you're into oh FDR, you can go all the way back. Yeah, I'm sure. you know what. what Bill Clinton was up to, mm-hmm. you know, Thomas Jefferson um, with Sally Hemming. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're not voting for any kind of, you know, spiritual icon necessarily. I mean, we want people to be of good character and trustworthy, mm-hmm. but this notion that candidates A's sex and love life is better than candidates B is just absurd. Um, And if you think from a political perspective uh, about homosexuality, because of our society not being able to accept that, it made people in powerful positions uh, vulnerable to blackmail. Well, guess what? You're not going to blackmail a a guy that's openly homosexual. Right. right. And uh, that, you know, we're not voting for someone based on their love life. I hope. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, but you got to know it's out there. I mean, that issue, that issue is going to be out there. You know, but you know, he's dealt with this his life Mm -hmm. and uh, they'll find a way to do it. And, you know, when I think about the attack surface uh, Mm -hmm. that a, a presidential campaign brings in, um, I, I just believe that any candidate, including Donald Trump, that attacks uh, Pete Buttigieg for who he is, is it's a sure loser. I, I think it, it. Oh, I think they leave him alone. I, th- I just think that there's a, you know, th- that he's going to have that issue. Well, there, there, and he may. Um, but I'm just saying that the, the kind of campaign that he could run to win mm-hmm. is one of I'm a sensible Smart guy. guy I speak seven smart. languages. Yeah. I've been. I carried a backpack and a rifle in uh, Afghanistan. Uh, 
he checks a lot of boxes. Yeah, and 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 just his demeanor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know how easy it is to get under the president's skin today. This guy's like the polar opposite. <laughs> right. He's like ice, man. He's, <laughs> you know, you're not gonna you're not gonna get him into a rage. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and the issue would be is if if he became the nominee, you know, who would he pick for VP? And if he became the president, would the forces inside of his party, which are really unresolved, which way would that drag him? That's interesting. Yeah, would he have to get a, a diverse because he's a white male? I, I know he's white homosexual male, but I'm not sure if that checks the box for diversity necessarily on that side well, of the Well, ticket. what I'm saying, what I'm, I don't mean, you know, any kind of uh, ancestral uh, diversity or any kind of um, social identifier, but I mean uh, the ultra-liberal wing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you remember when Bill Clinton ran, he said it's a third way, all right? And he was a centrist. And after his first term, um, and Bill Clinton would be reflective. And he said, you know, he said, I got dragged so far to the left, I didn't recognize myself. Yeah. And that's when he started reaching out to Newt Gingrich and they started saying, all right, reminiscent of the Reagan tip O'Neill discussions. And and I think that would be a risk for um, any of the uh, democratic contenders. Um, The other two that I think uh, could win, and and this one won't surprise you, uh, but Elizabeth Warren, she's taken a lot of hits, and she's done some things that are self-destructive. Mm-hmm. But she also can beat Donald Trump based on just staying on issues, all right? That And getting off the trying to tell people that things aren't going really well for them as far as their earnings and the like. Mm-hmm. Um, if she... She runs a non-attack campaign. She is she remains calm and continues to go after policy after policy after policy. Um, I, I think she could uh, make a real run uh, because look, as we've talked before, everybody um, wakes up in the morning and goes, "Did he tweet last night?" You know, yeah, like, yeah. And, and, and look what he just did after the, the acquittal and, and where he went on rants. Unbelievable. It's like, you're like talking. waited for yeah. this. I don't know. Can I say shit? Show? It's my show, right? Go ahead. Wait, when we waited for this, <laughs> this shit show of impeachment to be over. And it's like, oh, good. And then he lights that. It's like, holy crap. Yeah, it's an amazing. He just yeah. doesn't uh, and, and so, for that. So I think that there's a, 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 a sector of the population a large sector of the population that said, you know, I'd like to change gears. I'd like to find a different president. And the Democrats have done everything possible to make themselves look attractive. Uh, Had they simply, beginning in 2016, instead of the resistance and the pouting, and we're going to impeach the guy literally the day he got elected. um, And we're going to drag up, uh, Stormy Daniels, Michael Avenatti, Michael Cohen. Uh, we're going to send a SWAT team to go. There was something every six months. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. we're and we're going to have uh, uh, an investigation to find out that Paul Manafort's taxes from 14 years ago um, weren't any good. You, you know uh, that we were going to bring out a uh, a bombshell secret witness in the uh, the, the Supreme Court hearing, uh, and and then have them you know, sacrifice their dignity by going down party lines. I believe you. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
they didn't act like adults. They didn't bring forth a candidate people wanted, and they don't have a platform yet that Americans want. And that's why Trump's running so strong, because there's no place to go. Yeah. Last year, you and I had a conversation. It was a brief one, though, but you had mentioned it was about uh, uh, Nancy Pelosi, if you remember, really didn't want to go down the impeachment path. She just didn't. And then it was a lot of pressure from the extreme left, uh, the AOCs, that group that really kind of pressured, you got to go do it. Well, now the smoke is cleared. It went down to be the disaster that I think that Pelosi thought it would be. And now they got to pick up the pieces. If they take one more step, I mean, there's some in, they're, that, they're, in that party. They're, they're out of time. Yeah, and they're they're they're, 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 well, they're talking they, about look. Let's let's uh, investigate him some more, and then it just becomes a pure attack, and and not an, it's it's purely political. Then it, well, it, it, it the other thing is that it's um, it's the counter strike, right? That uh, you know, look, if John Bolton has something to say, then you know they need to get him into a place where he can say it. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, also, the House committees want to interview Adam Schiff under oath, uh, which ought to be really interesting. What, what people have lost sight of is that there's really been nothing hidden. Here, there was a phone call, all right? The, the record of the phone call is not in dispute. Mm-hmm. Um, but now we have a second-hand whistleblower, and I've read the whistleblower report when it came out, right on the first page says, I don't have any first-hand information. Mm-hmm. Adam Schiff at the time said, we've spoken to the guy, and he's going to be here in a week. And then he sh- then he adjusts his position, going, no, no, I, n- I, n- I never talked to him. Nope, not me. It's like, <laughs> ah, you right. know, it kind of doesn't pass the smell test. Right. Uh, but anyway, I don't want to rehash all that. Yeah, we don't third, have to Third it, candidate yeah. that yeah, could beat Donald Trump yeah. uh, uh, is Bernie Sanders. And the reason is that um, Sanders is hated by the Democratic National Committee establishment as much as the DNC hates Donald Trump. And the <laughs> he might be right with that. You actually—that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, he he is um, uh, picked up uh, disaffected uh, voters. He runs really strong with younger people um he does have a grasp on the issues um and he he has a a view on solutions that um i think appeal to people but the other thing if you listen carefully to bernie sanders he will get the best deal he can so we talked about you know, really what was in his Medicare for all bill. And so first of all, it's not Medicare, mm-hmm. as Nate Kaufman and I went through. But I, I think his general theme is, how do we give health care security to people better than the way we're doing it today? Yeah. And, and I would think a President Sanders would be a guy to champion that and find a middle ground. Um, he's, uh, again, he's a, a bit of a loose cannon, but I don't imagine he's owed too many favor. He doesn't owe too many favors inside the Democrat Party. I bet you're right on that. Yeah. And 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 similarly to Donald Trump, uh, didn't owe anybody any favors inside the Republican Party. And 
I guess that's not much of an endorsement for Sanders. <laughs> well, you, you you would say then that Sanders could uh, have his own populist appeal. I mean, that's how we got Trump. There, there was a populist uh, part of that that said. Oh, it, it is. And, I, and look, I've said this uh, since 16, that uh, the only good thing with Trump being nominated is that it it blew a hole in the Republican Party establishment. Mm-hmm. Remember, the Republicans thought, "Hey, we're going to have this show, and then Jeb's going to be our, yeah, right. our candidate." Yeah, yeah. And and then the only thing I said, the only thing good about him getting elected would be he'd blow up the establishment of the Democratic Party, and so the Dems ran the most establishment candidate they could and lost, and apparently not getting the memo, they're trying it again. Right. And, and if you talk about the events of the week. And I, I don't know if I should put up crazy conspiracy warning or not. Go but, ahead, it'll be fun. Um, <laughs> for the first time in, I believe, 75 years, mm-hmm. the Des Moines Register did not publish their uh, final poll the Sunday before the caucuses. And I'm like, huh. It was, what it was, <laughs> What did they find in there that they didn't want to publish? No, no, it was a font issue. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. And... Uh, and then they run the caucuses, and they go, um, well, we can't count them. That's how I wanted to, I wanted to wrap our segment up with that. We're both old software guys. Tell me about it. Yeah, and, and it's like, well, wait a minute. We've got video and paper. And, and now look at the headline. The headline is not Sanders wins Iowa, because he's going to win New Hampshire probably. Oh, yeah. Right? That's... It, it, the headline is Iowa's too close to call. Right, and who dodges the bullet? Their guy Biden. It, 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 exactly. it looked really bad coming out of Iowa with right. those numbers. And, and so I, I, my sense, if you think about, and by the way, it's pure speculation because I don't know. This is just fun. I caught you up yeah, there. Yeah, this yeah. is the but, fun part. Yeah, so. but 2016, the mm-hmm. the DNC clearly um, tried to disadvantage Bernie Sanders unfairly. Clearly. Um, you listen to what Hillary Clinton said about the guy recently. Mm-hmm. They let her out to, you know, to get some fresh air, and I guess they caught it with a mic. But um, nobody likes him. Yeah, nobody <laughs> likes him. Like said, no, no I'm going to. Yeah. Okay. Um, there, that and now and the guy's winning voters, and all of a sudden you can't get the news about that. I just it just seems curiously coincidental to me that this could occur. Um, but we'll, we'll have to wait and see. And uh, I, I wish our president behaved better, uh, because if he did, he would be getting, you know, credit for the things that that he has accomplished. Mm-hmm. Um, and if, if the opposition party, the Democrats, had behaved better, people would have said, "Thank you, Mr. Trump." Um, we, we one got a, we got a real person coming in. Now. Yeah, yeah. So. One term will be enough, and mm-hmm. and the the news would be, you know, Trump's it, approval rating, given a viable place to go, would be high twenties, low thirties, and the and the news would be who's running in the Republican primary against Trump, mm-hmm. whether it be a John Kasich and Nikki Haley or someone else. But because of their behavior, this race to the bottom by both sides. Um, we're left in this quandary. So I'll just end on that's why we're doing the common bridge <laughs> because <laughs> well done. those guys aren't getting it done. And, and, and let's at least talk about possibility for changes. But um, 
you know, great. Thanks for, for yeah, this. no, no, thank you, and, and I apologize the second time for uh, yeah, you know what? You off guard. Well, I was surprised that that, you, that we got a lot of positive <laughs> feedback. Um, I, I just don't want to fall into any kind of trap of fueling the crappy media environment we've got now. Yeah. Um, I think we're better than that. Mm -hmm. And I think if we quit listening to that stuff, we're going to be a better country. Yeah. Hey, and and for folks listening to this, if you'd like to go to richardhelpy.com, you can uh, join uh, the website. And also on his blog page, you can put your own questions up and say, hey, look, you know, what do you think about this? And you can actually be a topic of a, of a future podcast when we try to lump some of those in. We'd like to get your voice heard on this, too. So uh, anyway, thanks, Rich. All right. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate it. You have been listening to Richard Helpy's Common Bridge podcast, recording and post-production provided by Stunt3 Multimedia. All rights are reserved by Richard Helpy. For more information, visit richardhelpy.com.